Williams. How you doing? I'm I'm doing good. It is uh it's kind of I'm I'm interested to see how this rolls. Because we've done this so many times organically and we've gotten really good, I think, at fascinating conversation. And then we started doing the, you know, the three person interview. And I feel like we had, we started getting the rhythm of that to a certain point, but now like going back to this and becoming aware of doing this is going to, I think I'm going to feel a little stiff (laughs) in the beginning here, (laughs) but I'm excited because I, when Nate proposed the idea, I think I was like, yeah, I have a feeling this is going to be a really good thing. Yes. I had, I had that feeling too. I, and I immediately like, in our episode, I started just, I really felt like it was the way to go. And all my concerns about it, not having the the third wheel, you know, or the, not the third wheel, but the other, the other person there at the same time was, uh, it didn't seem so bad because I would be talking to you soon, you know, like nothing is really missing and we're all talking to each other. So and something about having the video off and something about having just one-on-one was was good. It was great. It, at, at the very least, it's it's a new format and it pumps some new energy into it. You know what I like about it? Like just you saying that and bringing up not having not having video, only being one-on-one, only your voice. We are isolating our attention yeah we are focusing ourselves like lasers (laughs) we're just that's that's a very phil thing to say it is but (laughs) it is but the thing with that is how many times throughout your day are you just focused on one thing yeah you know it's it's chaotic even you know i feel like when i was a kid i used to do this all the time and essentially that's meditation in and of itself it's just one you know like one or none if you can oftentimes it's not that's the battle but if you can get to that place where it is just that one thing that is a really amazing place to be. And I recently, yeah. I recently thought about, you know, cause I heard somebody else talking about the idea of just repetitive action of like one thing to the point where you lose sense of time. And that can be a brutal process. And oftentimes it is. Or it can be a very enjoyable process, but the place that you get to can be the the exact same place. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, I'm curious to see, because I right now I just decided to close my eyes. 
So you literally are just this voice that hangs in space. It almost detaches you from your own voice. Yeah. Hey, you're, I mean, you're talking about, you're talking about your own voice too, right? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. It, like there's, you have awareness of your voice. That's interesting. Yeah. It, it, it definitely, I think, uh, it brings to mind how many things can be meditative and how I had this image of, of you and Nate bartending in those stories and kind of realizing I, I know, I know my, for myself, that kind of same scenario, whatever I was doing was a lot like that. And that could be meditative or that could be drowning as well. You know, mm -hmm. you can find yourself, meditative and not not that there's just one thing to focus on i mean you could be handling many many things but at some point you kind of there's this gap that presents itself and you realize like you have this awareness of of being aware of all these things happening but there is this kind of center of the cyclone you know about it and I've been there. I, you know, what's the difference between being in that place and being meditative and and being in the same activity and drowning with all that stuff around you? You know, I mean, it, it's weird. I, I have a hard time explaining what the difference is. And yet you can absolutely feel the difference between being in this meditative place and doing things out in the world and and doing many things versus drowning in all those things okay so the thought that comes to mind is the difference is your awareness of your seat of attention are you that activity are you that character that is doing those things or are you the witness of that those things? Because mm -hmm. I feel like when I was in those situations and I, I've heard a few stories of people having out-of-body experiences, and I think they get you can you can find yourself in that situation through intense emotion. Um or like you'd mentioned, like it, there are multiple ways to get there. I think in the instance of Nate and I's, um, Nate, my experience, it was a culmination of intense repetition, intense um, activity prioritization stress um, letting go and there were so many variables in that situation that you are dealing with and it was almost like this drifting away the feeling was like you or at least I found myself 
feeling detached. Mm -hmm. I couldn't hang on to the emotions anymore because they were slowing me down. And so it brought on that state of like, oh, it, it's doing it by itself. That's what it felt like. And when I mean it, it's almost like the character, you know, and it's like, oh, I don't, I don't need to be that character. That character is on autopilot and you step away and you're almost laughing, you know, to your, to your, the witness is laughing to itself like, huh. Okay. Well, and it, also in that place, sometimes like to describe that you have to bring up ideas like the witness, the observer, things like that, the seat of awareness. But when you're there, you don't really necessarily need them. Mm -mm. You know, you can, you're aware of the thoughts coming and going, the feelings coming and going, the activities outside you coming and going. Um, you're, you're aware of the, the feeling of identification, but when you're not meditative and you're not in that place, you're, there's not an awareness. It's like, all it is, is this identification with, oh, I have to do this. Oh, this is terrible. Oh, I have, you know, it's, there's no distance from all these things that are, that you can be aware of. And it's just a hard thing to be able to describe. And when you, when you do have those moments, it's, it's kind of spooky because you don't have the words to be able to describe it. And yet, you know, there's a very different quality of the experience. Um, it's, it's delicate too. It is. Yeah. Anything can rip you back in. And when you even, when you find yourself in that, that place, you don't want to be ripped back in. <laughs> no, no, not at all. I would like to stay here for a while. This feels like I'm actually resting for, for once in my life. I can get stuff done and still rest. You right. Know, it's uh, something that came up with uh, Nate and uh, my conversation was the fact that um, I forget exactly exactly what we were talking about at the time, but it's definitely true of this kind of meditative uh, place is you better manage the energy, you know? And so often when I'm in the other and it's just pure identification and sometimes pure hell, I have no maturity of managing my own energy and I'm exhausted. Mm -hmm. And when the activity's done, it's like, why did I have to, it, it, it's like a mental, emotional Rocky movie where I'm just getting beat up by Drago yeah. for how many hours. And I was sitting, you know, I was, I, it feels like after the fact, like I didn't have to do that to myself, so to speak. And yet I did, um, being meditative, you end up somehow feeling like you have more energy after the fact just because <laughs> you were so amazed by what you did you know and all of a sudden uh work becomes play 
and you know you you get done working so hard and you're you know you got a rager on and you're like let's go do more and but it's there's a there's a sense of exploration and creativity and curiosity curiosity it's like life becomes something different and when i'm in the other place it's just no uh cut me mick i'm i'm you know get me out of here <laughs> yeah i don't want any more um and obviously the choice is easy at the, is the uh, at that point um but those you know another thing that comes up for me is i find i i found in the past i feel like well that's flow and then my my character says well i want to be in flow all the time and then i screw it up you know mm -hmm. that has to happen every time and while almost everyone could relate to that statement and that feeling it, there's a possible a real possibility that 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 feeling of i need it to be that way all the time could actually hurt your chances of having more of those moments right that's the that's the thing that has been interesting about meditation for me is you know i've heard a lot of people who meditate quite often and they they talk about the people who get into it in the beginning they're like oh there's so many great benefits and it's like that's where i'm at and they're like well is that why you're doing it because yeah it has all those great benefits but you'll find that like the more you do it you're not doing it to achieve a benefit <laughs> and it's like all these interesting ways of looking at things yeah you know like we're not trying to get anywhere we're trying to be here yeah we're not trying to feel better even though you do the more you do this that's something that occurs but it's not like a goal because this is goalless <laughs> and it's so it's so uh i understand it on one level yeah you know and it, that's the thing it's it's hard to describe to people who don't meditate but it's like i i completely get it where i'm like those people are so seated <laughs> and centered within the witness you know within that observer but that's the observer talking not their character mm -hmm. their character i want to say is probably it was finally them getting to that point where rocky was beat up they're like i need to try something different and then they tried meditation and then they're like oh okay and then they tried to to go back in the ring yeah with meditation exactly. <laughs> what are you doing yeah and then meditation in and of itself you know like that whole process you realize you're like no it's about paying attention listening what do you need to do right now and getting acquainted with that like and just listening being the observer being the witness and i feel like i've I've gotten better in the past few months at that where I've had a very strict routine and then that routine now is not it's not as strict there's there are certain things that are pretty 
I still do um, very consistently. But now it's interesting how I'm like, I don't do Wim Hof um, very consistent at all. But then there will just be a day where it's like, now, go all in. And I'm like, okay. And I just listen and I go. And I'm like, wow, that was amazing. And then the next day it's just not there. And I'm like, and I don't, I don't care. I don't feel any, you know, kind of regret or sadness toward it. I'm like, it's not today. So I'm just yeah. constantly in this state of like, what is coming up that I know I'm supposed to be, you know, acting on. And when I act on it, it's weird how it just seems like, oh, that is totally, it like slams back where it's like, yeah, you did it right at the right time. Mm-hmm. So it feels almost like this again, like flow, like there's a timing and a rhythm and everything is just, it's a weird orchestra that you feel like you've been dropped into when you start yeah. paying attention to these things and acting on them when you're supposed to. Uh, and I, I totally understand that. It feels like maybe Wim Hof or just breathing in general becomes, maybe you get better at breathing in general and Wim Hof is just one instrument that you can play and you're better at using it when you should, yeah. but you have more, you have more instruments than that. Yeah. And it could be very much just the character who says, well, I've got to do Wim Hof seven times a day. Yeah. Like it, it can, you can identify with something like that and make it, you know, get back in the ring, you know, like you said, with that new technique. Um, one thing that has, has come up for me all my life, and I, I, you know, I think I've, lamented about it for so uh for so long and yet i'm starting to get to a point where i realize there's nothing wrong with it um i kind of it seems to me kind of when you used to um do that we'd get into those conversations on christmas morning that was a carryover from the other night you know and people you know the whole family is kind of complaining about um you know, the, the Christmas gathering the night before or whatever. And you would get tired of the venting. And at one point, every single Christmas, it's all right. <laughs> and I related to that in my own life because I would always get to a point with anything where it just became like, no, it's become another thing, you know? And it's whatever I got interested in eventually kind of let me down because I was, it was just another play thing and I was glamorizing it. I don't know if I'm saying this right, but I would just like, that's not it. And I think I'm having a hard time explaining that. I don't, Um, I don't think you are. (laughs) I think you're making your point perfectly clear that, you know, I think I have in the past, still do, um, I get very excited when I know that something is working. And in the beginning of something working, there's almost too much energy that I expel about how effective it is. And it's like, it works. Mm-hmm. Um 
but then you can make that your your whole world apply too much attention and focus to it over glamorize it put it up on a pedestal when it's just no there are a lot of things that are that work that are effective don't stop there and you know and when there are so many things that you can i don't know experience or that can benefit you or that you can try out because really what are we doing here Mm. we're here to i i believe we're here to enjoy to experience and have a variety of different experiences but it seems like the standard up to this point has been you got to do one thing we want everybody to be a one trick pony and that's your penance for being here and you're being punished <laughs> you know you have to punish yourself in order to be here and i'm like i i just don't buy into that and i've i've thought of life that way and it's a hard habit to break because it's all around us um but recently i've really started focusing on the idea that I'm like, i don't think it has to be that way i really don't believe it has to be that way i think yeah there are a myriad of things that you can do and get enjoyment out of and then also like be able to provide a better quality life for you for everybody around you and unlocking that will start to set people free and really get to enjoy and experience a lot of things and let go of guilt and (laughs) all this other stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. The nothing out. We tend to either idolize things outside of us or, um, or demonize them. And I think they're both kind of, they're the two, at extremes, I think they are the two errors that we can make. You find that balance in between. And in that balance, I think you realize what you really are that can partake in all of those things. Um, uh, one thing that's come up for me in meditation, you know, I think the first time I ever did it, it always seemed to me that every, you know, it seems kind of synonymous with peace of mind. And you hear all these people get into meditation or some other type of breathing technique for peace of mind because they want peace of mind. And I forget if I heard this before or if I just started to see it myself, I don't always want peace of mind. Right. You know, I have all these experiences, uh, whether out in the world or, you know, meditating out in the world in my activities or meditating, you know, sitting down and being calm. I love having different kinds of states and energies and points of view. I love being calm, but not always. Um, anytime I get to a place where I'm overvaluing peace of mind, I have this raging sense of, I want to, I want something else. I want the other pole, you know? Um, but what is, what is the thing that, once peace of mind or once excitement, once gratitude or once sometimes 
I swear there's a there's a part of me that wants pain. Yeah. And 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 not for a, a negative reason. It's almost like no, it's uh that's a part of this experience. And I I, I but the character can kind of say, well, we get so wrapped up in just getting all these things outside of us and kind of, you know, stapling them to our shirts and saying, you know, this is who I am. Um, and once I get all the right things, then I'll be complete. In a very real sense, you're complete now. Mm -hmm. But it's, you know, and we're, we're focused outward in getting those things. And in real meditation, if you want to call it that, it's about going inward to find the thing that that place of that that seat of awareness, which really isn't peaceful or or exciting or or anything really. It's just awareness. And when you find that, then you're comfortable in chaos. You're comfortable with peace of mind. You're comfortable with excitement and and stress and all that, you know. Um, that to me, when I found that, um, I didn't know what to, I, I didn't know how to describe that. And that was kind of one of those characteristics about it that made me feel very confident in it. And yet I couldn't, what are you going to say? You know, it just like, you feel like you're, you're touching this other world that's not tangible and it's what what is there to say other than i've i've got to explore more and i'd like to transcend those moments where i am thinking that this is the best it could ever be or this is the worst that it could ever be um it's it, it's 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 a different kind of magic <laughs> You bring up a good point about just the idea of awareness and pain. I recently had the idea that it's like we, we place attention on the wrong thing. And this is something that I've discussed with you and Nate before. And I've had discussions with other people about it before, but placing attention rather than like, if you're going through something rather than saying I'm struggling, if you're just honest and you say, I'm missing something, I have a lack of awareness. That gives you an action item. Okay. Where is, and a question that pops to mind. What am I missing? Where do I need to place awareness? As soon as you do that, the answer surfaces. Kristen recently started doing really amazing artwork. She's doing these, um, they're like layered shadow box, like paper cut things. And she, they're like diorama or not diorama. That's the wrong word. 
I can't think of what they're actually called, but they're beautiful. And she makes them with, um, with this machine. And the first one that she did for her office was absolutely beautiful. And I look at it, I'm like, oh man, I want one of those. And she goes, I would love to make one for you. And how it, how it works is she needs like vector files. So she had, you know, this vector art that was made online and someone made it available. And then she was able to take that and create this, you know, the machine like cuts it up and then she has to like by hand perfect it and then, you know, place it in this box. And I was like, oh, you know, if it's just vector files, I can make one of those. I can design one of those. Would you be interested in like teaming up and working on one? She's like, yes, I would love to. So today she had mentioned it. She's like, when are you, you know, have you decided on what you want to create for your office? And up till today, creating art was you know and i've i've talked to you about this like the process of it i've done it so many times but all the different levels and steps and stages although i'm familiar with them i do them sometimes in different orders and kind of with a lack of awareness there's a, a conscious a very like subconscious awareness of all the steps and I go through them. But like I said, I, I hadn't brought awareness of what is actually happening. And today I did something I've never done, um, on a conscious level and as quickly as I did it. And I was so blown away by the end. I was like, that's it. <laughs> I knew I was like, Oh, that unlocks things. It was exciting because I kind of broke down for this room that I'm sitting in what I needed. But then I realized like that's a, that just becomes a metaphor for everything when it comes to like a process. It's like, okay, well, if I'm creating art for this room, the question that came to mind was what kind of emotion do I want to bring into the room? As soon as I asked that question, I knew right away three emotions or three um, feelings I wanted to bring into the room. As soon as I had those, it's like, okay, what colors do I want to bring in to the room? And I already knew the colors that were here, and then I knew what I wanted to bounce off of those colors. Okay, that became very clear. It's like, well, what is the subject matter? And this piece created itself. And I was just like, that's how it's done. It's bringing awareness to what needs to be. Mm -hmm. It's not guessing you know it's not uh what maybe 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 no it's not maybe it's being very exact about 
you know, what it is that you were going for. And you can do this with anything. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you're just, you're kind of, you're, you're observing, you're listening. It's not so much like me answering. I'm just posing the question. But as soon as you get good at like posing those questions and we've asked a ton of them and I, you know, it's like, okay, what is your intention? As soon as you have that, the intention, you know, what you are intending on happens almost without, I mean, it, it is, it's without your effort. And it's a ride, <laughs> but, you know, um, but as long as you're, you know, you're leaning into it and you're not backing away from it, um, then you, you will see that happen. Yeah. It's, I get the sense that there's a, there's a sense of curiosity, exploration. You're kind of opening up the door to things that you might not know and might not understand completely and seeing what else can come in, but you're paying attention to what might be as opposed to, um, so often in the opposite kind of mode, I find myself asking a, a question I've already asked before and answering it like I've answered it before. And I'm so focused in on what I already believe mm-hmm. that I can't see there. I'm not opening the door to anything new, even though it might be all around me. There's no surprise. It might be, yeah, it's like I'm just it's just the character looking for the world that makes sense to him. That they've already experienced. <laughs> yeah, it's it's almost like, well Let me watch the movie I've seen a billion times. Thank you. Thank you. Perp that that's the <laughs> excellent. And fortunately, and it doesn't I wish it would happen more, um when I do finally uh, get the hint after playing that kind of game it's usually after kind of metaphorically hitting the wall you know like that kind of that character needs to have some kind of mishap in order for him not to uh, to, to let the door open to something that isn't expected you know that isn't just something that has played out his past um and it, it does make sense. We've talked about this before, kind of being loopy, kind of tired or just running out of options and going, you know, you have to see beyond the sphere of all your past. You know, you really have to ask the question and be looking for an answer that isn't yours. You know, maybe the better way to put this is just being open versus closed. And being closed is just asserting what you already believe but there's nothing excuse me there's nothing fresh about that and sometimes it takes a i mean for me definitely it takes a lot of failures or pain to to step away and say okay no no i would not i would never especially at this point in my life i would never (laughs) option with that um but it kind of takes 
that rational mind, I and I don't even want to call it rational, something has to that that very limited way of seeing everything has to fail in some way, has to weaken for you to entertain something else coming in to your life. Mm-hmm. And you know, when I started having more moments like that, that 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 made me much more open to spirituality and understanding of different viewpoints in, you know, um, in like people being religious. It's, oh, that's like, it's some way of trying to understand something outside yourself. And I, I totally get that now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so often it seems, and you, you see it in yourself, you see it in other people. It's just, no, I know, I know how this works. Um, you, the character is a very, very small thing. And as long as you're asserting that that is true, and that's the only thing that's true, you can't see anything outside of it. And it's kind of a way of setting up the boundaries to existence, you know, the entire universe by saying, no, no, it's just this little guy. It's just this little way of looking at everything. And that's insanity. Uh, you have to leave the door open for something else that, you know, you you don't really have a whole lot of control. And it's it's a very common thing to try to control things. Um, and when that control starts to weaken or you simply allow for it to be only one thing within your awareness, you kind of step back and you can see that, but you're looking for something else too. Um, just yesterday, I, you know, I, I find it while I'm working, I'm kind of managing those two different modes and one that comes up for me, which I, I would think it's gotta be synonymous with, you know, my character. Um, it's, I, I I define the the size of the lens which I'm looking at everything with. And I have to catch myself. And when something comes along, instead of freaking out and saying, I've got one more thing on my plate, I say, well, what do I got to do right now? Oh, I've got to go there. Instead of understanding all the, you know, how impossible that is or how, what do I have to do? I just figure out, what do I got to do first? Oh, well, that's, I know how to do that. It's easy. Okay, then do that and see what happens. Um, I, I had a really great day yesterday when I was trying to take that step back. And I think I had asked my boss, hey, I've got a lot of things on my plate. These two things seem to be like the most important. Uh, which one do you, would you think is the priority? And then this other thing just popped up that I was also kind of pushing back and saying, oh God, that's probably a Monday type thing. And something happened that I didn't expect to happen that kind of helped me resolve it. And I didn't have to do everything. You know, it just, it's, but leaving the door open for some other actor or coincidence to come in and help me out. Mm -hmm. As opposed to say, to just keep running this stupid story in my head that, I'm I'm the only one that can do all of this, yeah. which is insane. And it, it was great because it was just like, wait, well, 
what'd you have to do? I just had to... I want more moments like that, you know, and you have to, I, and that to me is like, this is a perfect, a perfect avenue for us to start exploring right now. Because today, I mean, I had been doing that for the past few weeks, been feeling very divided in my attention. And I've been here a couple of times now enough to know like all right well i'm gonna meditate i'm gonna do the things that like ground me center me balance me whatever you want to call it because i you know after finishing a project you know kind of a a big project i always get that like oh maybe it's never gonna come back maybe i'm not gonna ever figure out you know where where to go and it's like god it always comes back like that should never be a concern but that always pops up and it's that kind of energy that just delays the process and i have like now gotten comfortable with all right that's still fluttering around i'm not going to be making a great decision so i i just welcome the indecision that you know I'm like yes i'm like the the sediment is in the water it's clouded everything that's fine i know it will settle and it'll settle more and quickly uh, and quicker if i just allow it to like dissipate but if i'm sitting there you know kicking up more sand in the water <laughs> freaking out about it it just takes longer so I've, I've like surrendered to that process and it was great because today, you know, I was like, oh, maybe I should do this. Maybe I should work on that. I don't know. And I was kind of kicking up a little bit and I was like, all right, fuck it today. Uh, I can feel that I'm, I'm kicking up a lot of sand. Screw it. I'm just going to organize things. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to organize my outside environment because my inside environment isn't doing so well. So I need a visual metaphor of how to calm the fuck down and i did that and as i was doing it like throughout this morning i came to the most beautiful new ritual that i have when it comes to um just working on kids books or anything i guess specifically for what i'm doing with kids books but i realized i'm like I've never been the, you know, the guiding force of this thing. It's not me. Like I've been listening at my best moments and when, you know, and that has guided. And every single time my mistake after is thinking that I'm the one who is dictating it. So this morning sitting there, I'm playing with Hudson and Elena and we're having an awesome time and I've completely let go. I'm like, I'm not going to try to think of anything right now. And I'm looking at them. We're having a blast and they're just being silly and goofy. I'm like, they're the directors. (laughs) I I just asked Elena, I was like, what book should we do next? And then she like, I was like, if you could make a book right now, like what, what book does Elena want to make? And she was like, I want Elena on the cover. And I was like, and we laughed. And then she goes, no, like, what do you mean? And I was like, what book should we work on next i was like we could do a buffy book um, which is stuffy's girl okay 
And I was like, we could do a silly words book. And she goes, daddy. And she like looks at me like this is obvious. (laughs) Which it is. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She goes, daddy, we already have stuffy books. How many recordings do we have? (laughs) I'm like, because we've, you know, we've recorded a ton. We only have um, 20 episodes of silly words up, but we have like 140 recordings <laughs> just because it's something that we do. It's not something like we're going for. It's just every night like, all right, we're going to be silly. Let's record. She's mm-hmm. like, we need it. We need a silly book. And I'm like, okay, done. And then it was like complete peace. And I'm like, I know that's the way. <laughs> and yeah. just complete like, oh, sweet. I don't have to spend any more wasted energy thinking. I know. And that's what I think everyone wants with everything is like, they just want to know. You yeah. know? I also feel like when you're, it's weird when you have, there's a different sense in knowing in the way that you're talking about too. I've had that so often when I, and it's usually when I'm letting go, it's usually when it's not so much that the character that I am has a little bit less power. Or I'm, I'm less f- focused on that specifically and I'm allowing stuff in. I'm kind of metaphorically leaving the door open. You hear something like that. Elena says that, and you just have this sense of like it clears everything yeah. out. There's, there's, there is no choice to make at that point. There, you're, there's no dilemma for you. It's oh yeah, thank you for that. Thank you for not having your head so filled with stuff like I do. You yeah, know? <laughs> that you can see it. It's uh, you know the whatever body of water they're in right now is a lot less clouded than ours can be um and you know usually when i'm in that other mode when it's i'm very stressful it's like you know you're you're kicking and screaming and pushing the water this way and that and then complaining that you're in choppy waters and that the waves are too tall but you're the one who did it (laughs) And it's in like, the process you, of complaining, and, you're swishing your paddle and you're kicking your feet. You just, and it's just you. It's it's literally you in a bathtub complaining <laughs> about the waves, and you're the only one that could have this, done that. Oh, that I love this metaphor because we've we've used it. You've talked about Bill Murray like floating by. <laughs> this this adds to it that it's not it's not even the ocean. You're in a bathtub and you're complaining. <laughs> you're complaining that the waves are too high and that the storm is so treacherous. And you're like, you are a child. You're you have the mind of a child. And you are not intelligent. <laughs> you are just saying, what does he say in that in the key and peel? You are just saying verbs you just you just said a noun and a verb you are not very intelligent (laughs) it's not only in the movie it's definitely in the movie market yes (laughs) but that's it is that it's like i feel like uh that's such a beautiful metaphor thank you that we're in a tub we've got the what about bob like yellow slicker (laughs) and we're in a rowboat that's way too big for the tub 
and we're complaining about how bad it is like stop <laughs> stop everything yeah. you're ridiculous yeah. yeah and there is that sense it it helps that comedy and that sense of your own absurdity that helps and you're like oh yeah sorry just me you know mm-hmm. um and no one else can do that no. so it's i mean i think in a very real way to to aim inward is to look at your own errors first and foremost and yeah. probably not at anybody else's you oh, know i one, think that yeah. it's um i get that you want to point outward and say that this is what's wrong but that's all based on what you see and what you believe so it all comes back to you anyway um it's uh you're gonna have to stop kicking up those waves first before anything else moves forward otherwise you're just you know we're just a society of people in bathtubs screaming about everybody else and how they're swimming in their bathtub you know it's it's not the problem (laughs) it's oh my god with my eyes closed i am so sharply in tune with this metaphor that it is like you you said that and i just instantly my mind was filled with thousands of people in bathtubs looking (laughs) just as ridiculous complaining about other people in bathtubs i'm like this is fucking ridiculous. This is exactly what's going on right now. Yeah. That's a problem. But but we don't see that. No. Because we have this, and this came up in uh, my discussion with Nate too. The fact that we are adults and we think that means something hides our own absurdity from us. Because we can look at kids and say, yeah, but this is a this is a world full of adults. You have to come up to my level. It doesn't work just that way. Yes, there's things they have to learn, but there's so much that we have to unlearn. Yeah. We can be absolutely ridiculous or we could just simply be, maybe there's a lot of people in this world that don't make their presence known as much that have gone to another level and see us like we see kids, you know, in their, in their negative aspects, I guess. Um, uh, something I brought up with him was that the fact that at every stage in the game, there is this not, not all the time, obviously, but just how often the way you see everything now is not exactly the way you saw everything 10 years ago, 20 years ago in the very beginning, whatever, or even yesterday. So what makes you think that's not going to change going forward? And you're not going to see yourself absurd now, you know, in a, in a couple of years. So the more often you allow for some type of change in perspective, the better. Um, whatever our viewpoint is, it's not, it's not the full perspective. It's not everything. And maybe the real point is just simply to leave the door open for something other than what we have seen in our past. Um, I've said it, I remember writing about this years ago. It just seems like there's a creative way of living your life that takes creativity to this much fuller level. It's not just, you know, creativity isn't just simply drawing or painting or doing something that we see as artistic. Thank you. It's living creatively. It's everything. And it's boring. 
to try to to say, well, no, this is to define everything so definitively and say this is what it is and it's not anything else. It's just it's so boring. And Chris, I hate it because I do it so often. You know? Chris, you're so wrong. It's you have to go to Walmart. Uh, it took you me a while to figure to out. Do like, eight I hours. <laughs> you have, you to, have to eat McDonald's burgers. You have to. Non-negotiable. This is the way. <laughs> and Chris, just do it. And it's amazing <laughs> that you can order your burgers at the checkout. At Walmart, this is revolution. Yeah, <laughs> this is making us better. <laughs> I, I I had a similar moment. <laughs> I, I think about that so many times when you had mentioned that. Oh my god, I think about that all the time, and I just laugh. Oh, <laughs> isn't or, that or, great? <laughs> isn't that? <laughs> and the look on your face—I wasn't there, but I can see it. Just like, oh fuck me. <laughs> Wait. Ex- Explain that. Uh, refresh my memory on that one. So you had mentioned years ago that you were in the checkout at Walmart. And at this specific Walmart, they had revolutionized <laughs> human existence by making it an option to order your McDonald's oh. at the checkout while you're buying your other bullshit and the woman ahead of you that's right was getting the sales pitch she's like what's this and the checkout lady who was depressed and wanted to kill herself said oh now you can get you can order your meal at mcdonald's five feet over there you yeah. <laughs> lazy human being um but you can order it here and then pick it up there and she goes, that's great. And that's how you, you delivered it is that she said, yeah. like, that's great. And you had talked about how disgusted you were. Yeah. And, oh, my God, I laughed so hard <laughs> when you told that. And, like, it pops up in my mind every once in a while. I'm like, yeah, this is a Walmart moment where people think that this is an awesome thing and this is like us dk <laughs> oh this is great you are you do realize you're nailing your coffin shut with this right yeah it's i i, I remember that yeah um yeah. i haven't seen that since too no I, and thank god was, maybe somebody was like no stop this is this stop. is way too far um <laughs> Sales are going through the roof. People are getting unhealthier. No, we've got to draw the line somewhere. <laughs> I uh, and I had a similar kind of emotion to that because it, it's not just bad, but it's also very comedic. Obviously, I'm laughing my ass off right now um, uh, for something I told you that you're relaying to me years later. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I I love Tom Segura. I know you do too. Yes. Um, we were we Tom will go back <laughs> we will go back to his netflix shows all the time and oh, oh and you I know was, what you bringing it up i i'm gonna cigarette it tonight i'm gonna i'm gonna drop that i'm gonna i won't say that it will happen but i'm definitely going to drop that idea try i i forgot i always forget the one that he does this in but it it i never 
it never gets old. It it's always <laughs> so, so funny. So it's it's so it cleanses my soul. That's what it does. Um, the the one when he's talking I want about Tom to hear this. Like he needs to. <laughs> I know he gets compliments, but cleanse my soul. I'm sure that would like raise. I could see his eyebrows raising. Like really? Huh? Oh no, because it it somehow it like it levels all the bullshit that I'm <laughs> in my inside myself. You know. Um, he talked about this and obviously this special was before 2020. So it was, it really felt kind of, it was spooky. The fact that he was, he's like, we are only a couple years away from not having to leave the house. You know, <laughs> you can, you can order whatever you want. He goes, you can order a meal. You can order a gun. You can order a vibrator. You know, it'll all come to you and you just have to walk to your door. And of course he's doing his, he always has a character that he has to do a certain voice for. Yeah. And it, it the, the his voices are just so perfect. But he had he was talking about um this ad that he saw for a bed that sits up for you. And he's he's doing the sales pitch of what the sales pitch should be for this bed. He's like, Doesn't it suck to sit up? <laughs> Try this new bed. And he's talking about how at you know soon they'll they'll improve it where you can hit a button and it opens up and you could just shit. And so you never have to leave and then you could just sit back down. But I'm just <laughs> just crying, laughing. And I'm like, after 2020, it's like now more of us could possibly do that and be okay with that. It just to look at our absurdity or our the potential for our absurdity does help me in a certain way. I don't know what it is. And it doesn't make me feel bad. If I'm in a certain kind of mood, it makes me feel it, I guess it it makes me feel like the fact that I can see that it's absurd. It, it I I don't know how to explain it. It just it the the comedy itself helps me no longer be stuck on it in a way. Um, that's what I kind of meant by cleansing my soul. Um, the laughter helps me. I don't know. Don't over explain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was so perfect and um it, it you even mentioning that uh i meant to text you the other day they have uh they've got self checkouts at costco now and that kind of gave me a similar i just like how did, how the hell does that work but um i like those moments of seeing some kind of innovation that seems a little like oh there's going to be a problem with that one yeah <laughs> <You know>? yeah <laughs> so just because i this is extremely new for me it was a idea that that popped in there just popped in there um recently and it's something that i've heard a million times and i don't know i really don't know if i've heard it very many times at least in Western culture, be argued. But the idea came to me, I think through a conversation with, um, with that guy, uh, that guy who's on Clubhouse. He's a Zen master, apparently. That's how he's titled himself. But I started looking at things a little bit differently because of it. But the the idea is, is that you chose 
like we, you, Nate and I, we chose mom and dad as our parents. So it's the concept that I've like broken that down to is that you absolutely have nothing to blame anyone about mm-hmm. all the way back to even the circumstance that you were created in because that's kind of like the ultimate right like yeah, yeah i can take responsibility for everything but you know what that last one i didn't choose my parents i didn't choose to become you know to live i didn't choose and it's like the thing that has been kind of fascinating for me i was i've been really entertaining that thought i'm like i did and i knew like from the soul's perspective perspective or the witnesses perspective whatever you want to call it but it knew it wasn't necessarily um no one's path is easy but some people you know it's almost like if we were going to turn this into kind of like a movie the movie that comes to mind is beetlejuice and when he's like dead and he's looking around and it's kind of like the dead dmv (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah i got you you know so you're in this waiting room and they're like okay next and then you come up to the line you're like all right what do you want and you can choose anything and you're like all right i've had this experience i've had that experience so i'm going back in i know i'm not going to look like myself and so you're just kind of a soul and you're like oh man well that's the path i'm going to go and you know and you you take full responsibility that that's what you're choosing and you also are taking responsibility of the fact that you're going to forget everything in point one two three boom and then you go and you start your new life Mm -hmm. but this idea that i've been kind of just like lightly playing with it's really freed me up that i'm like yeah I can't complain about anything. And I wouldn't, I mean, like I've, I have multiple times been, you know, verbally grateful and, you know, eternally grateful in inward as well as like being, um, mom and dad's son. Yeah. But then the other responsibility on top of that is that I did ask to be alive And at times I've been, you know, like that's been one of those things that like, that's been the struggle where I'm like, I didn't ask for this. And it's like now to take absolutely 100% responsibility for the fact that yes, you did. And this is the exact path you wanted. So pay attention, learn the lessons you're supposed to learn. Stop being a whiny little you know, bitch in a bathtub (laughs) screaming about the waves that are so massive because they are not massive. You asked for it. You should just bring more awareness to the things that you are currently unaware of. And you will, you will continue to have a good life. You will continue to be curious and engaged and enjoy yeah, there's going to be pain. Enjoy it. 
Yeah, there's going to be sadness. Enjoy it. Yeah, there's going to be happiness and love and enthusiasm and ups and downs and middles. Enjoy it. You asked for it. Enjoy it. Mm -hmm. So it's just my thought on that. It's, It's definitely one of those things that you can't believe yourself into that idea if you don't feel it. Right. But any time I've ever... Usually it's going in the opposite direction for me when I am kind of more meditative or I have those kind of moments where either I'm letting the door open for something else or suddenly it gets slammed open because I realize it's, you know, my character just can't do everything. It's it's asking for help and then all of a sudden it, it fails in a certain way and there's this happy coincidence of, I don't know how to say it, but just something outside myself comes in and I see a larger perspective, I always get that weird premonition of like having complete responsibility. When you start to see that like it's your responsibility, how to, how to respond to something or, you know, what your perspective is, how you react to something. I get this certain sense of, yeah, 100% responsibility for everything. Now, I don't know what the science is behind that. You know, I mean, it's probably just a different kind of language or understanding of everything. And yet, it, it does kind of present itself that way. That's the way I would explain it too. It's not a belief. It's just like almost like a question, like what if? What if everything is the way that I wanted it to be? Yeah. I, I don't know how to explain it, but it's 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 definitely something that I want to explore more. Right. You know, it's we we don't want we. I mean, put yourself in the position of okay, you're going to have a life. You're in the DMV waiting room, you know, like Beetlejuice. You're going to have your life. It's you know, for you, it's 1981 or whatever, and you're in there and you're you're writing down exactly how you want it to go. Would someone say, hey, well, how do you want it to be? Do you want it to to this, you know, just uh, you got the God code on, you know, the Nintendo Entertainment System and you could just have push a button and get what you want. Like, I know you, would that be something, would you be appreciative about that? Would you be grateful? And you think about it, you play that scenario out and you're like, no, I want to have challenges. And it's not about being a, a, a more responsible person or a good person. It's just like, no, the overall experience of that, when I step back and look at it entire life, I don't want that. And that's kind of how I felt hearing that lady say, oh my God, isn't that the most wonderful thing ever? I don't have to move and you'll bring me my McDonald's that's right over there. And I could do less in my life. And that's, that's, a, that's a life upgrade. And I'm just getting this revulsion coming out of the, my soul. You know, it's I can't stop it. I'm like, <laughs> there's something so wrong with this. You know, there's something so wrong with it. But then, you know, the thing that, like, to be like, you, just being honest with myself, the thing that I don't like is that there is a part of me that's like that is convenient. And if yeah. you know, it's like, yeah, yeah oh, absolutely. No, I know you're <laughs> fucking with me. You know, and it's like. I'm it, it's it's not it's not just like 100% outward hatred it's that I'm like 
I don't like that there are people that are in a position where they can make decisions to do that to us. Fuck them. <laughs> and ourselves. Yeah, and ourselves exactly, for having like Exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, and I hate that that is even like for a millisecond. I don't even want it as an option. I don't want to entertain it. And yet I do entertain it. You know, it, I can see myself in a situation where I'm like, oh my God, you know, like if I had been out all day and working my ass off and just was not around food and I found myself at Walmart and I'm like, oh, thank God, I don't have to move another inch. Yes, I'm pulling the trigger. What I, I hate that scenario <laughs> because I would, <laughs> I would totally do it like, and, and I would enjoy doing it. And I'm like, I don't want that as a fucking option. <laughs> Take that option off the table. Damn it. <laughs> Make Phil go home and have an apple, you know? Yeah. Because he would definitely pull the trigger on that. So. Yeah. So as, as I, I realized that, like I brought up the whole responsibility thing. I think a better way to pose that, because I just, I blurted out an experience I had and something that I found fascinating and you you definitely took it and ran with it and and made it your own awesome does that like when i bring that up does that connect with you or like how do you how do you feel about that when or how did you feel about that when i very first brought that idea up this idea that you have chosen your life beforehand yeah like what 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 is kind of going on in your mind when you hear that um i don't think i've uh, it's it has popped in my head a couple times like what if that is what if that happened what if that is what happened for this life you know um or or i definitely have had a lot of experiences where i feel like I've seen this before. So I, I, that spurred a lot of questions in my own mind. Like, is this something that I'm reliving? Is this something that I'm dreaming up now? Is this something that I created? You know, I, all I have is really questions, but I have these weird kind of insights that come to me and they're not, they're not like, it's not a belief. A belief is something I'd have to, to form and put energy into after I have that little insight. But the insight itself is more like a question, like what if? Yeah. So it's kind of has that kind of spooky nature to it, which I, I don't have a lot of definitive dogmatic beliefs about this, but it, it's more like this little kind of tap on the shoulder that I didn't, it's not coming from my past as a human being. It's more like from a different realm you know, dimension that's kind of going like, or maybe just simply a different sense that is my more expanded self that, that really only gets me to be more open. Yeah. You know, it's a tool, I, essentially. I, it's, it's, it's a tool, you know, it's, I, I never, if anything in the past, I've ended up until this moment, I've always felt like I have these little insights and I don't feel like expressing that to another person. You know, there's nothing I can tell another person or even to you to say, this is true. So, but 
it's it's a conversation to have. It's a it's a really cool question. And it's it's no more false than anything else. So it's like I, I like the, the the creative play of that idea and exploring that. Um there's a certain sense of free it's weird to me that when I think about 100% responsibility I also feel like 100% freedom in that there's something of this sense of freedom like the fact that if that's true then I literally cannot blame anything outside the bathtub you know and if that's true it's like it frees me up like I have all my bullshit. That's, I could let it go. Yeah, that's... like, and I'm I'm free from my like. To me, like I said of Tom, that cleanses my soul. Like yeah. I can get rid of shit. That's like getting things done, cleaning out your yeah. your junk drawers, and going. You mean I could get rid of all this ugly shit? Awesome. I could see this place different. Oh my god! Thank God. So instead of clinging to a belief that if it, I want it to be this way. And I'm only going to be happy if it goes down this way to get rid of that and feel like, no, like this can be more seeing this, in a <laughs> this place is a whole lot cooler than I, than oh, all wow, of my accumulated experience could dictate. Then I realize I'm not the character that I think I am. Isn't really in control of much that I can let him go. I can let go of all these bad feelings and all these and all these feelings of righteousness, you know? It just like it it, it there's a sense of I can be flexible. This life can be much easier to manage, you know? So you brought up the idea of like being able to let go of whatever it is, you know. And the funniest idea popped in my mind and the weirdest thing happened okay just to like give a little background um or a little bit more insight into what is going on i'm sitting here and my eyes have been closed pretty pretty much the entire time we've been talking and it's okay. really helped me focus in on what we're talking about and be like deeply in you would you were just mentioning you know if this idea is, you know, whether it's true, it's a belief, whatever, it's a tool that's allowing you to let go. And that's exactly how I found it. That like when that idea was like, you know, thrown by me, it's like, oh, that's an interesting concept. And then the more I thought about that concept, I was like, God, that would be really freeing because good, bad, you know, up, down, left, right, doesn't matter if I was the one who chose all of this, then I have to take responsibility for it. And that would be like the most mature thing to do. Uh, and I'm like, that frees up everything. <laughs> you know, it's like, I mean, it really feels almost like Phil in, you know, Groundhog Day where he's like, we can do whatever we want <laughs> because, <laughs> because we decided to take responsibility for absolutely everything that we're doing. So, you yeah. know, if we fail, it isn't because of circumstances, because we decided to. So then we can course correct a little bit more operating out of that perspective. So that's exactly yeah. how I found it. 
and I felt found it very freeing. So I was like, I don't care if this is true or not. It feels good. And so I'm going to start thinking of it that way. Cause as soon as I thought of it, I felt like I was cleared out, but yeah. you had mentioned the idea of, you know, wow. Okay. Well, if that, you know, working with that tool really would just free everything up of what I was supposed to be or what I thought I had to be or whatever. Like it doesn't matter at that point. And as soon as you said that there was this <laughs> bizarro facet that came to my mind and it just cracked me up. It was like this idea that like, Oh, I don't have to be like quote unquote successful by society standards. I'm going back to cleaning toilets. <laughs> and then there was like this happy, like just super happy guy who was more than welcome, you know, more than welcoming all the dirt and grime into his life. And I'm like, ew. <laughs> and it cracked me up because I'm like, that is still not appealing to me, but it made me laugh. But the yeah. weird thing was, it's like this weird image comes to mind right after you say that. And then in like with my eyes closed, you know how you get like those patterns and everything. They talk about it in meditation that like you're looking at the back of your eyelids and there is no darkness. There's like all this color and all these things going on. It was almost as if like those little colors and fragments and different things that you see with your eyes closed they yeah. they like conglomerated into like this weird almost like star shape in the middle of my field of vision and it was like this really deep sapphire slash cobalt blue and it just like flashed and i was like what the hell was that I've never <laughs> i've never seen anything like that ever before in my life but you know, we're on the conversation of how do you shift your perspective or, you know, how do you, how do you start thinking differently? And I'm finding myself doing something I've never done before. And I'm having weird visual representations of emotions that I've never experienced before. And I'm just like, I need to do this again, <laughs> where we sit here and we talk with our eyes closed the whole time and just kind of take note of what the hell do people do this? Is this something that like we've experimented with enough? Mm -hmm. It's, it's kind of cool. I'm enjoying it. Uh, well, I, and it was something that I probably didn't put a whole lot of conscious thought in as a kid. And yet I did it a lot more than I've ever done it. Yeah. I, but I, my memory of that is just simply doing all sorts of funny things because I was, not that I was trying to be, but I was just in that creative mode of my life. You didn't have a limiter. You didn't have a critic saying like, that's not what you do. You put your pants on, you go to Walmart, you get your cheeseburger. You know, yeah, I, you didn't know the rules, quote unquote, that are stupid anyway. So yeah. you were trying a lot of different well, things. And it's hard because I think even with adults that, you know, if somebody does become a, you know so-called anarchist or nihilist or whatever they want to fight all the laws they're pretty predictable with that too because then they just go the opposite way of everybody else or or a certain group and there 
it's they're still being a, a stupid adult in a sense. Whereas kids, they weren't trying to be offensive or anything. They weren't trying to buck authority or anything. They're just exploring their world. You know, it's, it's, and, and yet you could say, well, shit, you know, you could put a label on them and say they're, they're this and they're that, but they're, they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. You know, and they're, I, I used to hang off the end of a couch and look at the world upside down. No, I don't remember anybody telling me to do that. And I accidentally did that a couple months ago and I instantly had like, I traveled back in time to those moments. I'm like, I why did I stop that now? Like, um, and it's, it's goofy, but it's, it's no more goofy than <laughs> anything else in this place. You know, it's like it, you can do all sorts of things that are kind of similar to that. If not just to, to see a different point of view. And the one thing that I find is just, it's, it's so, in, in a way, it's so disgusting to me that we just keep going further and further into a more definitive, more fully represented character. And still, it's, it's not everything. We're just becoming more and more specialized and more isolated and more inflexible. And the more that I do that, and I am fighting for the right thing and against the wrong things, according to me, but what do I know? It just becomes harder and harder, and that pushes me out the other way. And I want more and more relief from that. And I, I, I don't know how to get it until that machine breaks down in and of itself. You haven't, and, you haven't found, um, and I say this seriously, you haven't found that like meditation helps kind of ease that no it it absolutely does but it, it I, and i think i'm just talking about i'm not 100 percent doing i think i i don't see the it, it feels like i do see the end game of playing life that way i don't play it all the time but i have these little respites from doing that um Uh, one thing, I guess I'm becoming more aware of all the things that I do that prevent me from being more open and, and, yeah. and less, less specialized, less inflex, uh, less inflexible, if that is the right way to say that. Um, one thing I brought up with you and I brought this up to Nate, I forget if it made it in the episode or not. Um, I I have a really weird and, and maybe it's common a weird relationship with control. I feel like if I step back from myself and look at myself, this character, I feel like I'm a control freak. And maybe everyone would say that. Maybe they would say that that's the definition of being a human being on this planet. <laughs> um, and one thing that happened, and it, this did not happen to me years and years ago, but it's happening now. Uh, I'm intolerant to caffeine and is I stopped it a few times in the last year and every single time I do something that I don't think that could happen happens and I get more energy without caffeine 
I feel more stimulated without caffeine. I feel more flexible without it. But with it, it's just like I'm feeling this freight train that knows where it's going and it's not a it's not a good place. And I feel more capable or it seems like I I get used to more things get done without it. They get done better without it. And I feel like maybe the character is less energized, which also helps. So the door, so to speak, is left open a lot more in and without me having to try to do that. So I'm, I'm becoming aware of the things that, that would hurt, that would, uh, would make it harder for me to be more creative, you know? And when I see it, I can get rid of it. But it is hard because there is such a inertia to 40 years of my life. That's still all inside me. I can't just say, well, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. I don't want to play this game this way. You can say that and try to add on um, this belief that, well, I'm going to, I'm going to be more positive. And it just, and I, I get that. I have the deepest sympathy for anybody who wants to, to start any type of new activity or new way of seeing things, but it's a tricky thing. It's to be able to make a real large change in your life. You're going to have to uproot a lot of you're nasty withdrawals. Sh- you're going to have withdrawals. Um, and I, I'm not talking about just caffeine now, but it's, there's you have you know decades of of patterns in your life that don't get uprooted just simply because you know what i've got a new year's resolution you know <laughs> um you've if you want to be done doing things a certain way uh or something in your life that you're kind of it's your own cause you're going to have to be done with it completely by yourself and that one of the helpful things that allows you to really be done is a whole lot of suffering. Yep. <laughs> and it, when and in that way, you can look at suffering and pain as a good thing, as the medicine to help you get rid of this. It's like I, I told Diana the other day, and I, it was I don't think she got it. Um, she she brought me a, a a rock star in the middle of the day, and she goes, "Here, have this." And I looked at her. I'm like. <laughs> And I, I just it. looked at her and I'm like, no, I'm like, and I had said like never again or something like that. And then later on she goes, oh, you want a sip of this? And I said, you know, when I said the other day that I was done, like I meant done. I uh, like, I got really like, and I was holding back. Like I, it's, I still feel it's silly and yet it's not silly. It's like, I saw caffeine as being like worse than methamphetamine, you know, it just felt like, and it wasn't caffeine. It was like a certain way of seeing this world. It's like, I, I don't want to hurt anymore. And I don't want to be out. Like, I don't want to be fighting outside myself. And it was a, it was a, it's a terrible feeling. It's, and it's also a great feeling. It's just intense. And and yet I still feel like you got to remember where that leads. There's it like that, that drug to me has exhausted any positive benefit. 
I would rather be exhausted than be on that. That's... And if I'm exhausted, I need to take a nap. I need to take a, I, I go and take a cold shower and breathe for a little bit, meditate, or I just go to sleep. And I don't care what's going on. If I'm in the middle of my day, you know, worst case scenario, I can just tell my boss, I need to sleep. Like it's better than potentially picking up the needle again and, and not seeing my mistake for another year. Like I, I have, I like the way that life is without it. And it it sounds it kind of it sounds absurd to me too, and I, I don't have any desire to tell people to try to convert them to my way of thinking. If they're not having that experience with it, that's fine. I I felt that way for years. Um, maybe it's maybe just in my own world, it's it's a cancer to me. But I've got to be more responsible for myself to 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 pick up the cues that I'm getting from from my life and follow them. And there's, there's a wisdom in that. And there's a trust in yourself in a, in a way, you know, or at least the, the bathtub that you're in, you know, or whatever forces are helping you, I guess. Um, I forget your question now, but <laughs> no, dude, we are so synchronized. It, this blows me away because so last year around this time, um, think it may have been no it was probably like right who knows it could have been to the very day um i gave up caffeine and i was good for four and a half months didn't have a craving and was experiencing everything that you're talking about i was like i'm done i'm actually enjoying the feeling of being tired like the 100% like actual experience of it. Mm-hmm. And I was so tired in the beginning and actually enjoying it that I knew I was like, man, I'm kind of bummed out that I won't be this tired. Like that I'll actually get to a point where I, I feel more energy it was such a weird space to be in. Okay. Cause I was like, I'm exhausted right now. I almost feel like I'm on drugs, you know? <laughs> and I was kind of, I was, I was like, I was welcoming it cause it was a new experience, you know, to be that exhausted. And I was like, this is cool because I'm thinking of things differently. I'm not, I, I'm not like burning 100% bright all the time. Yeah. It, it was kind of nice to be just this low level version of myself. I was better with my kids. And that's really the reason that like I, I got off of it because I had so much extra energy, but I was so exhausted that my body was just confused. And there were times where, you know, Hudson, he'd be acting out and I would, I would spank him. And I was like, this is no good because he's not responding to it. Why am I still doing it? And I really felt like I didn't have control because I had just like this extra artificial uh, juice in the tank that wasn't really there. And I didn't have the ability to respond to the situation. But as I was exhausted in those situations, I would be able to diffuse them 
like nine times out of ten. And even if I couldn't, I was able to handle him screaming. Like it was like insane how much I was able to to tolerate because I didn't have the energy. And I'm like, oh, this is all by design that like parents are supposed to be exhausted. And yet we're like, we need we need more energy. No, you don't. You actually need less. You need to be tired. You need to be a duller version of yourself so that you can handle those situations with you know this superhuman uh, like patience that you only get from being in that zone of exhaustion and yet we are quote unquote fixing it but we're actually ruining that that experience anyway i was like i was fine for about four and a half months i i noticed that like Hudson was in a better mood. We we're all in a better mood. And then there was one day where I was just dead tired. And I'm like, the finish line was so far off. It was like five o'clock. They, you know, he and Elena were fighting. And I knew I was like, I can take a nap right now. That's what I need to do. But I don't want to leave Kristen with the kids. But at the same time, I'm like, I could just man up, but I didn't want to man up. And I was like, I'm going to have a cup of coffee. That was me breaking. Mm-hmm. Four and a half months of feeling fine. And then I broke then. And I didn't think it was going to be that big of a deal because I had that cup of coffee. It tasted like shit. Everything that like I experienced all the way up to that point, you know, that I was like, oh, yeah, I'll never go back to it. And I was like, I'll just do it this one time bam i was way back in yeah and this year i swear i've had more coffee than i've ever had and and then it's it's come full circle this past week where hudson he's been ramping up again and and then like i found myself in a situation where i'm like i didn't have the limiter on and i like i spanked him again i felt bad and i was like what the hell's going on I'm having flashbacks to a year ago. And so I was like, all right, I need to, I need to step away from this crap. And it's going to be, I know it's going to be hard because it was hard the first, well, actually the first time I tried was like years and years ago. And I've been stepping away. Like I was on energy drinks, tons of them and getting off of those. I had depression like I've never felt before and stuff. It is a drug. And I think you're absolutely right in that it's a sneaky one because everyone is doing it and they're thinking like, Oh, it's not that big of a deal. There's a Starbucks. You can get it anywhere, whatever. So that makes it even more powerful. It's acceptable. It's acceptable. And that makes it even more powerful. So yeah, um, I'm, I'm down. Let's do this. You're, you've yeah. already started doing this. I I did it last year, but 100%. I need to just step away. It's gonna it, suck. There's gonna be withdrawals, but it needs to happen again. It's weird. I it feels it like a, again. I want it to happen again. Yeah. In a way, it kind of feels like it's a, it's like fuel for my character, or you know, certain certain egos that I have, and when I don't have it they don't have as much pull. Yeah. 
and I feel like the the thing behind those, I don't have to play that specific game. It doesn't seem like my only mode. Um, I don't waste as much energy. You're clear. Yeah, and I. It's funny because it. Uh, one thing. This is gonna probably sound weird. With all the caffeine that I've done, and I feel like I've been worse than anybody. I mean, I I told Nate that at one point, right after the girls were born. I mean, and this was. It got worse when I went graveyard, of course, and then they were born. And I at stepping back and looking, being kind of more putting my attention on what happened to my life at certain points and how I responded, I realized, oh, I kept upping my caffeine intake at certain points in response to certain things. Not that I really was like deliberately trying, like I didn't have that amount of awareness in the moment, but stepping back, oh, I stepped it up with graveyards. I stepped it up even more with the girls being born. And then you look at what happened after the fact. You're like, oh, shit. Like each time you could see the cause and effect. And it, I, I got, it got to be so much. And that's also when the more I did it, the more the consequences uh, returned to me. Um, and uh, I guess I forget where I was going with this. Um, I I didn't realize, and you mentioned, I re- one of the things I remembered about you talking about energy drinks is that it made you, you felt depression. I have and never I don't know, felt before. I, I don't know if it's like directly from the <sighs> caffeine or just the fact that when I was on it, I couldn't manage my energy because I would, my sense, my need to control so much and be reactive was just insane. Yeah. It, it might as well have been... A, a more dangerous stimulant to me um but it exhausted me so it i also i express less so i was even quieter and i was more kind of moody and internalized and without it i realized my my personality opens up and i can do more and this is the part that i find kind of silly that i'm even worried about this is that my I think people are going to see that difference in me and wonder what's going on. Why are you different now? You know, and in my sense, it's not that I'm starting anything like I'm, I, it's not that I'm, you know, I, I kind of wondered, are people going to think I'm on drugs now, you know, because all of a sudden here comes this new version of Chris where it's, it's the opposite. I'm stopping something. Yeah. And, uh, but if you ask me at this point, from what I know now, I'd choose this rather than what was going on before. It just, uh, I don't know. It, it, it's nothing to, no reason to not to, you know, it would be ridiculous to pick up the, the energy drinks again, the, the cup of coffee again, just because you want to be consistent, <laughs> yeah. you know, just so you won't ruffle any feathers out in the world. It's like, no, fuck it. If anybody asks, I say, I, I just killed the other guy, you know, whatever, you know, I uh, didn't like him very much. I like this, not just myself, but I like my life better without it. So it's really not a question, but I, and depression, I, th- I would have these circling bouts and 
I don't see that happening very often now because I just feel I, I can respond. I feel, I guess I'm more in touch with that 100% responsibility that you're talking about. Like, and it's, it's relaxing in a way, but it's also like energizing. Like you've got your tanks are full and you can use them responsibly as opposed to feeling like you have no other choice than just like before I always felt like I was some kind of warrior in the middle of a field, you know, and everybody was trying to kill me and I just couldn't get above all the things I had to do. And now it's like that that's, that's the definition of hell. I don't want to do that anymore. And I like life. Uh, doing, you know, behaving in certain ways or certain negative patterns has made my life feel like something I didn't want to live. And that was scary to me. And I don't know. I'll, I'll leave it at that. But <laughs> um, I'm glad that I could see it. And I'm glad that... Um, in a way, I'm glad it got so bad that I was finally able to not have the choice to fight it anymore, and I just dropped it. But it it does take a little bit of effort on my point. Like I've got to watch out for the sneaky little thoughts and the, the those days where I think, hey, well, I'm so exhausted that maybe just a little sip, because that's how I got back into it in the last year. Yeah. yeah. One little one little gulp <clears throat> is actually wow. That kind of that gives me a little bit more, and then suddenly it's a can. And even a can at this point, it's not good. I just, it's amazing to me that even just one, you know, a hundred and, you know, one of those 160 milligram cans is enough to, to start it up. And then it's just, and it feeds all my other bad patterns, you know? Yeah. That's the, that's it, the trickle down, like the trickle down from any of this stuff. That's why I've become like super fascinated with, all of it like doing things that you know improve your health and your well-being because it spreads to your thought it spreads to your actions you find yourself saying things that you would never say and you're like that's weird yeah it's because yeah. you're you're starting to you know get toxins and stuff out that i don't know it just everything affects everything so uh, how yes you, i was gonna say the exact same thing there's nothing in this place that doesn't have an effect on everything else. Right. So, you know, once you start chaining, you know, a few good things and move momentum going in the other direction, that becomes very attractive. And you move in that way. Like, I feel like right now, compared to how I've been my entire life, if you're going to look at it, like I am definitely making healthier choices. But it's amazing that with meditation, meditation just, it's a driving force of awareness where I'm like, God, I feel like crap today. And it's like, how is that even possible? You've been taking cold showers. You've been focusing on your breath. You've been eating vegetables and you've been doing like, I have a mountain of things that I'm doing that are so much better than I was doing, you know, three years ago. And it's like, no, it's awareness is working on the things that are currently not working and it's bringing attention to that and it's like fix this now fix that and then you do feel amazing but then it goes like it, it just keeps working it wants to improve you a hundred percent 
And that's what yeah. I love about it. That's why I like I like getting into that mode of like doing things that are meditative. This conversation is meditative. And yes. And yeah, absolutely. And and we're focusing and we're talking about things and we're bringing to light new ideas and like furthering thoughts that we could not further simply on our own by bouncing off of each other and also, you know, seeing similarities in the fact of our journey with caffeine we're very much in parallel and you're bringing to light things that you know i'm like they have been there for me they've been in like the past week it's popped up a a couple of times again and i'm like all right it is definitely time i can see that sign it's just like elena talking about you know the books or anything that it's like this is so obvious to ignore it is ridiculous so now i'm like okay it is definitively the time and i'm i'm really looking forward to seeing what that brings because last year ironically last year around this time it was four and a half months of me being clean in that four and a half months and with the power of intention i got a job that i love you know, I was in it, you know, four and a half months of being clear minded and cool and collect. I nail a phone interview, which I very rarely do or had done. I've been like historically terrible on the phone, very good in person, bad on the phone. Mm-hmm. And yet I nailed it because I had just meditated. I made, I set my intentions before I was doing all these things that I'm like, it was my checklist. I felt like I was a pilot in this you know 747 jet and that i was in 100 control of myself and it's like i don't think i would be there if i was hopped up on caffeine hadn't been doing all those healthy things that like all those habits combined created an opportunity and i was able to seize it because i was operating far better than i had ever been operating before in my life why for a, a myriad of reasons that I really started paying attention to. So the, it, caffeine's a big one. I think the world is really messed up because of it. So yeah. let's, uh, let's be an example. Let's, let's kick this fucker. Let's slay the dragon in the cave once and for all. And, yeah. you know, and reap the benefits of it. Cause once you finally squash that, that just like, where are we going to be? Where the hell are we going to... Because I already feel like I'm in a good spot right now. But I'm sure in five, ten years of being stepped away from that, we're going to be in a ridiculous spot. We're going to be proud that we did it. Yeah. I You said, you know, you felt good on that telephone conversation. I realize right now, all, everything else becomes better. And that further fuels your motivation and your gratitude and all that to to do more further good. Um, I get off of a conversation like this and this is caffeine to me. Yeah. This is my caffeine. So it's like, and if, if I was doing three, three monsters a day or three rock stars, you know, it's, I wouldn't have this and I would be exhausted and depressed and all these other things. And it would, it would spiral the other way, but without it, I spiral upward, you know? 
or whatever direction you want to say in the metaphor, um, it just feels, it just becomes that easy to, I'm just going to replace this with the things that I want to do anyway, and they will in turn give me more juice because I'm not doing the bad things to myself. Um, it's an easy choice to make when it hurts that much. Um, I Ooh. just, when I feel good, I can't ever let it slip and go back. The thing, because I I know where it's going to go every time. Well, yeah, well, and that's also it's weird because now I'm reflecting. I'm right back in a year ago, and I'm like, what did I do that? Because I remember it was I I struck while the iron was hot. Everything, all the signs were pointing, and it felt effortless. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to give it up. And that was it. It was like. Do you remember Orgasmo? <laughs> he's like, Dad, I'm not going to do hamster style anymore. He's like, okay. And his dad's reading the newspaper. Okay. And that was it. He's like, that's how that shit went down. <laughs> and he was like building it up. And it was like this non-event. That's how, that's how it was for me. I was giving up hamster style. It was no big deal. And I walked away from it. And I didn't make a big deal or an event out of it. And maybe that's where I'm erring even talking about it this much. But the thing that I did do that I know I noticed once it did, like I had cravings, I had recognized um, that I was like, Nate and I, we used to call it like, let's go get a zippy. And it was like, was like this fun thing. And it was more about like the idea of having like this fun ritual than it really was about like getting an energy drink. And I missed getting a zippy, you know, and because that's like this fun. It's fun. Yeah. But anything can be fun. Like you can make any event or ritual fun. So I realized when I gave up caffeine, I was like, well, what would be a zippy? What would be a fun thing that I could do that I could replace that? Because I am in the mood to like spruce it up a little bit. And I decided to chew gum. I was like, coffee makes my breath smell like shit. Everyone knows that, you know? And I'm like, well, what if I, anytime that I felt like having coffee, I would just chew gum. So then it would be twofold. I'd be going in the opposite direction of like making my breath smell even better. I'm not drinking caffeine and I'd be chewing gum. And so I did that. And that was awesome and i didn't have any cravings and now i realize i'm like when was the last time i chewed gum oh yeah (laughs) i stopped doing that (laughs) because i i'm drinking coffee now it's like so now you have shitty breath you your energy you know everything's kind of out of whack like that's no good so you know but i know that like chewing gum is also not the greatest because it's got sugar, a lot of it that has, um, you know, artificial sweeteners and stuff that give you cancer. So I'm like, okay, I need to reassess that new ritual, but do something that would be far better, you know, for me. So I don't know what that is yet, but I'm I'm putting that question out there so we can, you know, yeah, figure it well, out. It- it might be as simple as like you said, you were doing the, you know, you're getting a zippy with Nate 
it might just be going for a walk and yeah. getting on the phone with one of us yeah. or somebody else, you yep. know? Yep. It might be jumping in the shower and putting it on full blast frozen, you know? <laughs> That'll, yeah. That yeah. always gets me zippy and not that I want to yeah. do that all the time. But. No, that's so true. Okay, it's time for a cold shower. That is 100% because it works, uh, I would say, even better. than yeah. I mean, and more instantaneous. It makes me think, like, hearing Zippy, I'm like, it makes me remember or think of Mr. Rogers. I think I'm going to make a snappy today. (laughs) (laughs) Make a snappy. It's, yeah, I'm going to make a snappy. It's not a Zippy anymore. It's a snappy. I'm, that was something else that came up this week, too, that I found instead of being like like when i was working i had a lot to do and instead of you know you know putting 300 milligrams of caffeine in my body and being okay working for hours now it was kind of hard you know um i was already getting the caffeine really wasn't helping at all like i i don't notice a difference and now it felt, it really did feel like it was, it made me feel worse. Um, I will, I'm much more aware when I need to step away and when I can step away. And those moments are like, I, I am, I'm more flexible. I can, I can kind of see the signs on the wall better. And when I get my moment, I do step away, especially like telecommuting. It's easy to kind of go, yes, I'm exhausted. And now I have this little bit of a window Instead of trying to go into the next thing, no one's, uh, there's no emails coming my way with anything immediate. I, I absolutely deserve, you know, I've been working for five hours, whatever, not taking breaks, a lunch, whatever. I shouldn't just keep plugging along just because, you know, I, I don't know, just to be productive. Um, I absolutely deserve getting away and meditating for a little bit or taking a walk or, you know, taking that shower, um, break it up. And I feel so much mentally more prepared and healthy. So it, it it definitely adds to the awareness and the attention factor in my life. And I just, and being mentally more healthy is every bit as important as the body being healthy, you know? I think they're intertwined. Yeah, oh, of course. They both affect each other. Back and forth. Well, I think I have to get going. Okay. Was a, that was a great chat. I was. Loved it. Loved it. <laughs> that Loved was. It. That was. And you know what? It's I wrote down, because I like doing these things now. Love doing these things. <laughs> I wrote down, um, I'm opening my eyes right now. Hold on. Whoa. That's an experience. <laughs> wow. You feel like a completely different person. Um, but I wrote down that I wanted to have a fascinating conversation with my brother. Check that off. And then I intended on being enthusiastic, joyful, and loving. I think we both accomplished that. Yeah. And I made the note that I wanted to bring up the idea of 
that new idea of responsibility that kind of came my way. So I think, yeah, I think we definitely achieved that and a thousand times more. So awesome chat. Always great chatting with you. Loved it. Yeah. Thanks, man. All right. Thank you.